ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 335th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons will wrap up their mini camp today, then break for the summer after a golf outing on Thursday. They're going to do a little top golfing. So that's what they're going to do to wrap up things here and break for the summer and then come back in July for training camp. So we've had time now over the last couple of weeks to talk to uh, almost all of the position coaches, uh, several of the top players, several of the new veterans. And so this um, episode, we're going to uh, take a look at the position battles on both sides of the ball as things have started to take shape here in the offseason for the Atlanta Falcons. On offense, we'll start with the quarterbacks. And the big news there is they, they, they do not plan to bring a fourth quarterback in. They want Marcus Mary Oda and Desmond Ritter to get all the reps so they can um, get both of those guys ready to play. Felipe Franks is moving over to tight end. He's spending some time with the quarterbacks, but if he's going to make the team, it's going to have to be as um, a third or fourth tight end who can also save you in the third quarterback scenario. So that's where they're at, and uh, that's uh, that that makes sense to me because you usually just bring in another arm because there's so many receivers, so many balls being thrown, and that person is usually called the camp arm. So the Falcons are not going to do the camp arm thing. Uh, you know, they're going to try to get Desmond and Marcus Mariota ready to play. They're going to, uh, you know, monitor their, their throws because you don't want to throw them out uh, in the uh, exhibition season. So let's get started here. We're going to hear from Marcus. We're going to hear on how his time in Atlanta is going. Throughout the process, that was kind of my main goal was to find an opportunity to play. Um, you know, this presented itself, and with the staff, with the relationships that I've had with these guys before, um, it made it pretty much an easy transition and an easy decision. So um, I, it's been awesome. It's been great. It's a fun group to be around. Um, I really believe in what Art is building here. And um, it's just fun for me to come into work and uh, be around a lot of good people. You know, I don't know how that's going to – they're going to give them a competition. They're going to try to get them ready. Uh, I do think we're going to see both of the quarterbacks at some juncture this year. Uh, they'll get Ritter, Ritter ready. Marcus says history is that he doesn't make it through the whole season, so uh, this may make a lot of sense and uh, not bringing in that camp arm to get both of these guys ready and try to fast-track Ritter uh, just in case, um, you know, something happens. So that, that makes a lot of sense. And we also heard from Desmond Ritter today. He had a very quick response when asked, what's the biggest change so far between college and pro ball? Oh, play calls, 100%. Um, that, that's the biggest thing, but just going home at night, getting on your iPhone, your voice recorder, 
and just sitting there and reading the script into the voice recorder and then putting your AirPods back in and reading it back out, kind of like how the helmet is to us. Um, so just being able to pick them up and spit them out, um, that, that's kind of been my challenge and, and you know where I've needed to grow the most throughout this entire thing. But I felt like I've done a great job of that. Yeah, well, he thinks he's done a great job of learning how to call pro football plays. You know, in college, they look over there and they show him a hamburger, a cheeseburger, a french fry, and uh, Lee Corso's face, and that's the play. In the NFL, you got these long calls. You got to tell what every player's doing, and then go on two or on one or wh whatever their their cadence is. So uh, the calls are, are, you know, full sentences. You end up with X, Y, and Z, and probably a number. Then, you know, you can mix a name with the number. Uh, and and then the the packaging of the plays that's the whole new thing. Uh, Coach Smith makes a point of telling us their package plays. You know they go to the line, they got a package full of plays. You know maybe four or five plays, and depending on the look, they got a call to that package. So just calling plays is, you know, we're not gonna see him on the field anytime soon. He's just learning how to call plays, and um, you know he thinks he's doing done a good job. The former Cincinnati Bearcat. So he's doing – that's the hardest thing. That was the hardest thing for Mariota when he got started in Tennessee. Was He came from Oregon in one of those fast-paced, you know, Hamburg offenses. And, um, you know, it took him a while. So uh, they, they know it's going to take Desmond a while to learn how to call plays because then, you know, if you're you calling out wrong signal, signals, you know, that's not going to, uh, you know, put confidence in the veteran players on the field. So, so that's what's going on. Right there. So our quarterback is Mariota, Desmond Ritter, and Felipe Franks. You know, the Falcons' run numbers are out there. We got a story online about Cordero Patterson not um, being held out of minicamp. But, you know, Damian Williams, you know, they, it looks good on paper. It looks a little bit better than Mike Davis and uh, the guys from last year. So uh, running the running back room is going to be highly competitive. And here is Coach Arthur Smith uh, discussing Corderell Patterson and why he will be held out of minicamp. He has an off-season program that works well for him in Charlotte. He's a, he's a real pro, communicate all the time. I didn't think it was necessary where he's at and where we need him to, to play a 17-game season. Again, it's not one-size-fits-all D-led, so try to be smart. That was my decision. And so he's here, but he won't be out on the field. Yeah, some coaches, you know, make special uh, rules for some players. I know Coach Mike Smith used to have the over 30 club. They're basically telling Corderell, fine, uh, you know, we, we'll see you in, in July. You know, sometimes maybe a guy came in over or out of weight or, or a hamstring or something, and they're like, hey, no sense of getting out there. I know Gilbert Brown used to never uh, practice in Green Bay in the summer. Uh, but uh, so, you know, he is an older veteran, and he's not going to – have to do anything at minicamp. So one of the new backs is Damian Williams. You know, we've been following him since his Oklahoma days. Started his career in Miami. Uh, was in Chicago last year. Uh, the year before that, Kansas City won a Super Bowl ring. Uh, two years before that, because 20, he took a COVID year. Uh, he, um, you know, his mother was sick, and she's doing better now. Uh, but so, you know, wanted to make sure we talked to Damian. And, you know, uh, Kind of asked him, hey, y'all going to be able to run the ball this year? You know, real basic questions. But uh, Damian uh, says there's a lot to like about this group of running backs. Being able to, you know, have been in the position to start and play a lot of football, you know, I know what it takes, you know, 
for those extra yards, those hard yards. So it's, it's just, a, I feel like it's a good tool. And then the, the bats we have in our room are, mm-hmm. are amazing. We can all do it all. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, me being a vet, CP being a vet, mm-hmm. having Q come up as well, mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it's a crazy backfield right now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's a pretty good committee, you think? Most definitely. Then the rookie coming along. Okay. Yeah, so How he look? Oh, he looks good. He, mm-hmm. he, um, and it's so funny because when I was in Chicago, mm-hmm. we had Khalil Herbert come in as a rookie. Uh-huh. And I kind of see, you know, similarities as far as, you know, patience and mm-hmm. wanting to learn the game even more. Mm-hmm. He's a smart kid. He knows the game. Mm-hmm. And I love his feet when he runs the ball. Okay. Very patient. Very patient feet. And Q there is Quadri Allison. So, um, yeah, this is how we have the running back uh, group stacked uh, going into camp. The battle is going to be at um, – Three, four, and five, and you know the sixth guy will go to the uh, practice squad more than likely. So Patterson, Damian Williams, Quadri Olison, then they have Jeremy uh, McNichols, Caleb Huntley, Avery Williams, and Tyler Algier. Tyler Algier is the rookie that Damian Williams was uh, referencing. We put the rookies in in the last spot on the depth chart until they, you know. At least put on some pads and start showing something. Uh, you can't put them up on the um, on their draft reputations. And so at fullback, Keith Smith and um, John Rain, the tight end, has been uh, running some fullback, and so has Parker Hesse. Been seeing them at some H back. So Keith is out. He I saw him running out the building on the on the team's website video, but didn't see him um, doing anything today. He's coming back from a knee surgery. So he's a very important special teamer for the Falcons also. So the next two groups or you know, the big group is the tight ends and um, wide receivers. So um, we're going to have tight ends coach Justin Peel. He has a lot to pick from in his tight end room. The whole, the, it's a whole new room. Yeah, it, it feels like um, got like ten guys. Yeah, <laughs> we got. It's <laughs> a lot. Yeah, a lot of a tight ends. Like, always. What's well, when the head coach used to coach the position? You're you gonna, gonna be loaded <laughs> up. Yeah. No, it's been fun. Uh, Kyle's made. Uh, Kyle's doing well. I mean, year two, everything's gonna slow down a little bit. He's a lot more confidence in what he's doing, um, and then you can start to really get into some of the details with him. Uh, and, and he's he's been he's been a fantastic. Parker Hesse's done a great job. Uh, He's really he he himself has improved. You know, he got a little taste last year. Um, you know, did some did some stuff for us throughout the season. And then really toward the end of the season, I thought he did a nice job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, again, this is only probably what third or fourth year playing tight end, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Defensive end at uh, at Iowa mm-hmm. uh, brings the physical aspect uh, to the to the room. And, and again, very smart football player, hard worker. He, he's been he's done, he's done a nice job this spring as well. Mm-hmm. All right, that was tight ends coach Justin Peel. Now, one of the new people in the room is former Georgia standout John Fitzpatrick. He's big. He's a big man. I, he's bigger. Like when he, we had him on a visit, or, or I'm sorry, at the local day, and he walked in. And I, said, I mean, I knew I saw his numbers, but he's just a, he's a big man. Um, good, good kid, a smart kid. Really wants to wants to know, you know, ask all the right questions, wants to know the answers, very diligent with it. Um, and again, he, it's, he, he'll be fun. Well, all right, John Fitzpatrick. Yeah, they need a block and tight end, but they talked about how he can get get up the field and so forth. So, you know, look for look for uh, Fitz to, to do his thing. He's uh, one of the limited guys right now, so he's on a return to play plan. 
uh, had some injuries at Georgia, and uh, they're trying to get him healthy. Uh, now, Thurston quarterback, we referenced Felipe Franks. He's uh, trying out a tight end, had a nice catch uh, last week of the open OTAs uh, in the end zone in the red zone period. So here is uh, what Peel has to say about Franks at tight end. He's doing a good job with it. Uh, you know, it, he brings a unique perspective. Obviously, he hasn't been in the quarterback room, so I think that gives him uh, a little bit more of an advantage over opposed to somebody else that's trying to do it uh, just because he's got the, uh, you know, he's got the quarterback uh, coaching with the, with the Charles. Um, and then, you know, the kid works hard. You know, he, he's very attentive. He, he asks the right questions, you know, and it's, it's kind of it's fun for me because it's everything I teach him is, you know, it's new. He's obviously never played the position, so it's, uh, it, he's been good. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, I was just telling them that it's really just been a learning process for me. Um, just, you know, I felt like I had a good grasp of the offense, but really just learning every aspect of it, whether it be the run game, you know, even going out there and like learning route stems and stuff, you know, it's different when you're a quarterback and, and throwing the route as opposed to when you're out there actually running it. So it's a, uh, it's really a learning process and really just kind of having a foundation going into camp. Coach Peel's done a great job really helping me with the transition. So it's been really fun. Yeah, that was Peel, followed by Felipe Franks discussing his move to tight end. You know, they used him last year, and his folks, we would know that uh, when they had him in the game plan, he had, they had a fake punt call for him one time, didn't get to it in another game, uh, had him in uh, a couple games to run some RPO stuff. Uh, now they got, you know, Ritter and Mariota could run their own RPO stuff, so they had to find something more for uh, Franks to do if he's going to make the team and so forth. So, uh, that's where he's over in the tight end room spending probably, I'm just going to you know guess it, about 90% to 10% of his time here uh, over there. But, I, you know, I don't know that. But uh, it looks like he's like just kind of passes through the quarterback room and doing a lot with the tight ends. So um, tight ends, of course, Kyle Pitts. We have Anthony Fersker who played for Coach Smith for Tennessee. Uh, he was part of the rotation there. He'll be part of the rotation here. And then after that, uh, Parker Hesse, John Rain, John Fitzpatrick, Brandon Linus, and Tucker Fisk. So uh, that's seven tight ends. I thought it was way more. They, it was higher because they had Becker in here too at one point. So, um, you know, uh, Peel made a note that, hey, when your coach is a former tight ends coach, he's going to have that position well stocked, and certainly that's the case with the Atlanta Falcons. Now, the wide receiver group, you know, the big name there is Drake London. Uh, they got a lot of stuff in for a little Alameda Zacchaeus and Brian Edwards. Those appear to be the top three uh, with Patterson floating back and forth between wide receiver and running back. Now, a couple guys, Frank Darby, Cam Baston, uh, uh, Batson, Cameron Batson uh, didn't play, and Alan Trammell, Austin Trammell, I'm sorry, Austin Trammell, those guys were um, all limited today. Uh, Stanley Berryhill, Geronimo, Allison, Alden Tate, Alden was also limited, Demir Bird, and then you got Jar Jarrett Bernhardt and Tyshawn James uh, from uh, Middletown, Connecticut, Central Connecticut. Uh, guy. So, you know, as you can tell, it's a uh, one, two, three. Uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of wide receivers there. That is six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen wide receivers for six spots and maybe two on the practice squad. 
So, um, you know, that's going to be a lot a lot of battles in that 4th, 5th, and 6th spot. You can wave Edwards, London, Zacchaeus, and Patterson through. And the battle for them last two spots are going to be very intense. Uh, so, you know, that's Darby's going to have to prove if he can play. Can Allison or Auden go? Cam Batson's played with Mariota before. Cordell Hodge is huge. Demir Bird's fast. They've been trying to develop Austin Trammell. Uh, Stanley Berryhill, Jarrett Bernhardt, and Tyson James, all uh, undrafted. Uh, look like they got an uphill battle. So there we go. Um, uh, on to the offensive line. Now the big battles up, up front are going to be J, you know, Jalen Mayfield and Elijah Wilkerson at left guard. Uh, we saw that line stacked that way today. Uh, right now, Justin Schaefer is swimming, according to Coach uh, Dwayne Letford, offensive line coach. Uh, and um, left tackle Jake Matthews and Rick Leonard was in for him. Uh, in uh, center, you got Drew Dahlman running most of the first team snaps. Now, I think he's going to win the job because that's their guy. They didn't draft Hennessy. And they tried to slide Drew in there last year, but the rotating center thing didn't work. So... Um, then Henderson's going to have to be the swing person. So uh, Chris Lindstrom's fine at uh, right guard. I got Dahlman and Ryan Newzale backing him up. He was taking snaps with the first and second team today, so they didn't have a guard. Um, Kobe Gassett is also there, and I didn't see if Justin, um, you know, um, Justin must not have been ready, or they was just ramping up Lindstrom, getting him ready to go. And then at right tackle, you got um, Caleb McGarry, and German Effetti, I believe German Effetti is going to beat him out. Uh, you don't get beat out in the offseason with no, um, you know, with no uh, pads and so forth. So, don't expect him to get beat out. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, an air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, we're back here. We're going to wrap up, look at the position battles on the defensive side of the ball and the quick uh, special teams battles. Haven't seen much there. Saw a lot of uh, guys trying out at punt returner. Uh, you got, of course, you got a set at kicker. You're going to need a new holder and long snapper. But we'll wrap up with the special teams. When we get into the defense here, we're just going to start off with uh, safety, uh, Jalen Hawkins. I asked him if he's ready to take over in the secondary at strong safety. Uh, yes, sir. We're going out there and rocking all my guys, man. And, uh, you know, just, you know, just taking one game at a time and just keep getting better day in and day out. What was the differences from the two systems and uh, from playing your spot and, and, you know, how comfortable are you in the new things they're doing back there? Um, it's kind of cool because it's similar to college a little bit. While I played, I played, you know, playing both mm -hmm. uh, left and right and, you know, not a singular safety position. So okay. that's pretty cool. Um, 
you know, a lot of moving parts. So that's the cool part, man. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, like I said, obviously it's a new system. So there's different plays. Mm -hmm. So, you know, different coordinators, different plays, different stuff. So mm -hmm. all the stuff is good. Yeah, they're trying to. They're, they're saying the uh, safeties are left and right. They don't really want to call one a free or a strong. But I saw Jalen. Um, I, I know I mentioned strong safety, but he's he's playing more of a free. He's playing back deep, and I see Richie moving up. So traditionally, that means the deep guy is the free safety, and the up guy is the strong. So um, you can call him left or right or whatever. One of them, the closer one, is the strong. The further one back playing center field is is the uh, free, and you know if they're doing cover two, both of them are back. So uh, they want to. He said he alluded to they might interchangeable. It doesn't matter, but you gotta you gotta watch how they play them though, and we'll you know, you know keep track of that. Another big name here in the off season is Mikael Walker. Uh, he's um, got some stiff competition at the inside linebacker spot. He said he was ready to play last year. So, he, you know, this is are you ready stuff is, you know, taboo to him. It's just whether if he's going to be able to beat out Deion Jones when he gets back or if he's going to be able to beat out Rashawn Evans, who's a favorite of the D.C. Uh, but Michael Walker uh, is going to allow the Falcons if uh, Deion comes back to, you know, maybe come up with some packages. You know, they got a lot of linebackers. Uh, now and, and you know they may that might be the strongest unit on the team, uh, so getting them on the field could be key. But uh, Walker told us that he's ready for some stiff competition at the linebacker spot. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I feel like I was ready last year. Um, I just waiting for my opportunity. So every day I'm gonna go out there and compete with, my, with myself. So I'm just going out there and try to um, just get the respect from my coaches, tag respect from my players, and go out there and play. Well, there it is. Uh, Walker had that 60-some uh, yard interception return against Carolina. We talked about that, too. He said he does watch that a good amount of time over the offseason. He does check it out from time to time. He believes he's got more plays like that for us, I guess. So, one, um, let's move on to the defensive line. I, uh, I was able to chart them today, too. So, I'm just looking. Uh, okay, here are my notes. 94 is the nose tackle right now. That's Anthony Rush. Okay, Vincent Taylor is going to probably compete for that. And 95 and 97, we're in the front on a 3-4. That's Grady Jarrett and uh, Marlon. Or no, Tyquan Graham. Tyquan Graham. And then the backup was Marlon. They were rotating on that side. So between Tyquan and Marlon Davidson, they're going to have to you know, in that win that defensive end spot on the other side of Grady Jarrett. We got a story up online uh, looking at that on uh, the fact that Marlon Davidson or Tyquan Graham has to step up on that front by uh, Erica LaFloria. She's from Florida State and will be a staff writer with us this summer. Uh, she has a Tyquan Graham and Marlon Davidson story up. So that's the key up front. You know, some of the other guys, Vincent Taylor's out. Uh, you got Timothy Horn, uh, Bryce Rogers, and Derek Tangelo, uh, and Nick Thurman. So, you know, the main guys are Grady, uh, Vincent Taylor, and Rush, and uh, Marlon, and Tyquan Grant. Uh, they do like the Tangelo kid from Penn State. And linebacker-wise, you know, we got inside. We touched on the, the inside guys, and then you got the outside guys, which are, you know, you know, in a 3-4, they're kind of hybrid defensive end linebackers. 
Lorenzo Carter and Audio Gundajay are running first team right now. Rashawn Evans and Walker are up front. You know, the elephant in the room is Deion Jones, who uh, had a shoulder uh, surgery and is expected back for training camp. So, um, you know, that's the big one that's missing. Now, the backup group has been uh, uh, Dorian uh, Etheridge and Nick Kowatowski. And, uh, of course, Troy Anderson's also in there, the uh, second-round draft pick from Montana State, and then Nathan Landman. Those are your inside linebackers. Now, outside, behind Carter, uh, I didn't get the second team, but you got uh, Jordan Brailford, Arnold Ibikute, and then behind Arda, you got Quentin Bell, Rashad Smith, D'Angelo Malone, and Cooney Digg. So the linebackers outside, they got to find pass rush. You know, story hasn't changed there. Uh, but Lorenzo looks good and in good health and is moving great in the offseason. They are very, uh, you know, he's got a good situation. Lorenzo, former Georgia Bulldog from North Cross High, if he comes in, has a big season, Hey, they got money next year. So, you know, he's motivated. He's incentivized to, you know, come and play his best ball for the Falcons. Now, the uh, secondary, secondary, uh, we got to see uh, Casey Hayward Jr. today at practice. He had been at OTAs, but he um, he wasn't there during the um, the open OTAs when we were there. So, But he had been at OTAs, and we got to see him today at 20. Uh, nine out there on the right corner. I saw them flip. So hey, maybe they're going. They're flipping Carter and a gun to Jay. I saw AJ on the right. I don't know if he was matching with somebody. And but you know you got to get them all kinds of work in there. Darren Hall was in there at nickel. Isaiah Oliver's limited. So those uh, that looks like your top three corners for now, at least going into camp. And uh, then at safety, of course, you know Jalen Hawkins. We heard for him. From him and then Richie Grant, uh, second-year guy from UCF. So um, it's a lot of corners, too. Mike Ford was uh, excused today for family uh, reason. Uh, he's played in the league as a, a special teamer mostly. Uh, Corey Ballantyne, Cornell Armstrong, Lafayette Pitts are, are your other corners, followed by D. Alford and Matt Hankins. We'll talk to D tomorrow. He's an interesting guy. I won't give away too much of the story, but uh, he's got a shot to make the team from Tusculum up in Tennessee. And uh, he also uh, shined uh, or starred in the Canadian Football League for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So looking forward to talking to him tomorrow about his football journey. So. Uh, those are your defensive backs. Going to be a lot of competition there. You got uh, Eric Harris and Brad Hawkins behind behind Jalen Hawkins. So you're going you're gonna to keep four safeties, maybe maybe four. Uh, I've seen them go with three and one on the practice squad. So you got six for four spots there. Corners, you're going to probably need six or six to six to eight, depending on who's playing on special teams and who's returning and so forth. So, you know, your top ones look like A.J., Casey Hayward, Isaiah Oliver. He can make it back. Darren Hall. And then there's going to be room for a couple guys to make the team, like D. Ford or Valentine or Pitts or Armstrong. So, uh, you know, that that's going to be an interesting battle to watch. Those guys will 
Get a lot of action in the exhibition season. And we're going to wrap up here with the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, our 335th episode with a quick drive-by of the special teams because we don't know the gunners and all that stuff. But let's look at the key specialists. You're good. Set at kicker, Young Way Koo. No competition in camp for him. Uh, punter, Don Maggio and Seth Vernon. I've been trying to get hang times on them. Uh, they're so far down the other field. By the time I get my watch out, I can't. You know, they already kicked. So I got to get on it, get y'all some hang time on the punters. Maybe we'll have a pun off at the end of practice one day, and we'll get a chance to get that for you. Uh, Lamb McCollum is the long snapper because uh, Bo Brinkley's on IR right now. And uh, your holder is Don Maggio. We saw Ritter working on uh, uh, holding. So, you know, that means the backup quarterback could be the holder. Uh, Avery Williams is the punt returner. And uh, we have Corderell Patterson, Avery Williams, and Cameron Batson as the kickoff returners. So that's, we got a lot of battles here. Uh, just, you know, quarterback, Mariota Ritter. Running backs, Patterson, your main guy. Do you want to go with Williams? You're going with a committee, so it's just who's going to be on the committee. Tight ends, you know, behind Pitts and Fersker. You know, can can uh, can Felipe Franks make it? Wide receivers, you got a slew of them. You got, you know, you got some interesting veterans, too, that have played in the league. Can they make the team? Hodge, Geronimo Allison, Auden Tate. Uh, Demir Bird, you know, can those guys come in here and play and help you out? And the line, I got a story coming up, and I don't want to give too much of it away, but it was a reason why they didn't touch the line. You know, they, we know I've been, you know, hammering on this line. Uh, the 40 sacks, haven't been able to open up the run game, but Coach kind of explained um, some of that to us, and we're saving that for a story for you uh, during the down period here on why they stayed with the line. Uh, it gave, um, you know, Jake Matthews an extension. Uh, bringing back Jalen Mayfield, who, you know, didn't was had horrible numbers last year. Neither center played any good last year, but their center is going to probably get the job. And Lindstrom's solid. And McGarry's back. Um, said he's motivated uh, by not getting his fifth-year option, so he's going to be motivated to, to, you know, show somebody that he can still play. And then German Affetti played at uh, um, Texas A&M with Jake. And so, um, you know, he's played in the league too. So, uh, you know, a couple guys to keep an uh, eye on there, Elijah Wilkerson, and how fast can they, can they get uh, Jordan Justin Schaefer. Uh, now, the one I didn't I didn't mention, Vrabel and uh, Leroy Watson. He's the tight end from UT San Antonio. And they converted him to tackle. So that's a project for Coach Ledford. D-line, they need somebody to step up there. You got Grady Jarrett and some guys. Marlon Davidson, you know, what you going to do? Anthony, he had that good interception on Tom Brady last year. That was that was pretty big. Uh, and uh, Anthony Rush had some plays last year. Vincent Taylor should be, he's pretty stout. Uh, so, um, you know, Tyquan and Marlinson, you got a chance to, to make it in the league. And then, you know, we'll be looking at the outside backers. Inside the big things, Deion Jones on the linebacker level. Secondary, um, big things, Richie Grant. Can he get it in there? Can he get back there and hold it down? And uh, special teams looking for a new punter, long snapper, and holder. 
the whole operation uh, left last year, um, you know, starting with Josh Harris going to the Chargers. So with that, this is the, we're going to wrap up the 335th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. You all take care and have a great rest of your week. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com.